<laughs> but then maybe it's me being uh, being a bit old and too traditional. But we'll see. Joe, thanks very much Thank for all you. your support this morning, Joe Lever. Uh, keep your calls and your thoughts coming in on that. We're looking for your ideas of to, to how to make cricket more accessible. And if you don't like it, why not? Let get it all out there. We'll see whether uh, calling wickets out would make that much of a difference. Now, in just over three weeks' time, it will be the first set of elections since the general election at the end of 2019 in Norfolk. The main two elections are for the police and crime commissioner's job and for the county council. Well, next week we're going to bring you a special live police and crime commissioner debate. But this week we're speaking to all of the main parties in the council elections. Today we're joined by the leader of the Liberal Democrat group on Norfolk County Council, which is run by the Conservatives at the moment. The Lib Dems are currently the third biggest party. They hold nine out of 84 seats. They are standing candidates in all but 10 of those seats and they're ready to either lead the council or be part of an alliance running it. And uh, their leader on the council is Stefan Aquarone, who joins us now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. How are you? All right, thank you very much. Now, of course, campaigning has been suspended for for a few days uh, as a mark of respect to the to the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, it all gets going again today. Uh, up until this point, up until Friday, what sort of reaction have have you been getting from people to your campaign? Well, Chris, I, I mean, it was been brilliant being allowed out again, to be honest. And it was quite amusing that it was politicians and primary school children on the 8th of March who were allowed out to talk to people again. Um, I found it was the most pleasant and positive response on the doorstep that I've ever had. And I think uh, partly that's down to the fact that people have been so bored, they've uh, even got they're even willing to talk to a politician. But I also think that it's it's a bit because people feel like we're approaching the end of COVID, thankfully. And they're now interested in talking about what happens next. And that that's not really getting much airtime at the moment. We're, we're talking about everything but what happens next. And yet these local elections on May the 6th are a crucial opportunity for the people of Norfolk to decide what happens next here in our county. So if the Lib Dems were in charge of Norfolk, what would happen next? Well, I think a lot of what we want to do isn't just about policy and having new, better ideas. I wanted to, to start by saying I think it's about energy and vision and ambition for our county. Um, all politicians will talk about building the economy. Um, some politicians will talk about uh, growing uh, our environmental concern. But, but for me, what we've been lacking for the last few years is, is just the energy and dynamism and leadership to make things happen. Take something like the climate crisis, which we're going to be back dealing with as soon as the lockdown ends and coronavirus is under control. We need to urgently attend to this environmental crisis. And the county council, um, to, to its credit, set the goal of making the county council itself carbon neutral by 2030. But we need Norfolk to be carbon neutral by 2030. And to do that, we need someone to step up and take the lead. And my view is that the county council is best placed as the lead local authority to do that. It's not a view that I think is shared by the Conservatives. Um, but I think someone has to take the lead. And if I was returned as leader of the county council, that would be my number one priority for the coming four years, is to work together across the county to lead Norfolk to a place where we are as a county carbon neutral by 2030. And that's not a burden. That's a task that I approach with great opportunity and excitement because of the potential it could have to build a stronger economy uh, post lockdown here in Norfolk. How do you do it? How would you make Norfolk as a county, not just the county council, but the whole county carbon neutral within what eight, eight or nine years? 
Well, interestingly, one of the biggest things we could do is actually not very sexy or exciting. It's nothing to do with plug-in cars or offshore wind. It's actually home insulation. And we know that recently the government has unfortunately failed to spend the money that it committed to helping homes get better insulated. And uh, they've passed that buck to local authorities to help actually spend the money to do it. So in Norfolk, that's a perfect opportunity for the county council. We know the funding is there, but we need the leadership and the, act the energy to make it happen. If we uh, were to properly insulate, for example, 250,000 homes, the rural homes that aren't on gas, that are reliant upon uh, oil-fired central heating, not only would we save a lot of households a lot of money, but we'd make the biggest contribution to reducing Nor Norfolk's uh, carbon output uh, of any tactic that you could deploy. And the best thing about that is it just needs coordination. It needs a dedicated team of people at the County Council to, to mobilise and build momentum around this campaign. Um, and when we do it, it will require huge investment from businesses that will lead to new markets. So we've got the, the money to fund it, but we also need to create the businesses that can install that sort of insulation, can service and maintain it. Uh, we could even see some new innovations coming out of our research companies uh, to help develop new materials. Imagine if we could grow stuff in Norfolk, organic stuff, uh, natural fibers that could lead to some of the, the next generation of sustainable home insulation. That's just one way in which we can see uh, the opportunity to solve the climate crisis, as well as an opportunity to build uh, economic uh, provenance and, and, and a great economic growth here in Norfolk. You're talking about um, dedication and people having the energy and the motivation to, to do these things. Does that suggest that the people running the county council at the moment don't have that? It's, it's been so interesting. I've only been in politics for four years. And one of the reasons that I stepped in and thought it was time to step up and do it was that I just thought, I, it's something needs to change. We, we, we need a different way of working. And, and, and I think that a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses um, and other organizations have changed in the past couple of decades. To me, no, the county council and the way that it's led at the moment doesn't feel like a modern organization with, with a clear vision and, and, and purpose. Um, and, and I think that, the, the to be honest, it's not even party political. It, it's just that if you're a liberal like me, you are motivated by wanting to change things, wanting to change things for the better. And, and as a liberal, I'm never satisfied. We're all, always looking for how things can be improved. And that, that relentless desire to make things better, I think, is part of what defines us as a party, m more, than, more than any of our policies, actually. And I think that compares um, to what we've had in the last few years of Conservative administration, which, um, aside from all the specific things that I think have been absolutely shocking and scandalous, it's just a lack of leadership and a lack of energy and a belief that perhaps their job is just to sort of sit there and, and oversee things and make the books balance. Well, that's not good enough for Norfolk anymore. And I think um, we need a big, a big visionary plan for what happens next. But the books do, do need to balance. And the energy that you've got at the moment and the enthusiasm you've got, isn't that likely to be, to, to be ground down by the reality of the fact that we've borrowed a lot of money over the, the last few years to get through the, the pandemic as a country, I mean. And so all of the ideas that you've got that, that are going to cost a lot of money, there, there's no guarantee that it's going to be there. Where, where's all this money coming from? Well, long term, the way of balancing the books and being able to spend more on public services in Norfolk is to encourage Norfolk to be a better place for business because business, which pays rates and, of course, taxpayers themselves, um, even at the same level of taxation, uh, if you get more businesses and uh, more higher rate taxpayers in Norfolk, you will get more money to spend on services. So long term, that's the return on investment for building a stronger Norfolk economy. But the ideas that we've costed and put in our manifesto 
and which we'll be advertising more widely next week, are all ideas that we can fund within the current financial constraints, not least because, as I said about the home insulation, there's money available to do this stuff. Take another example of our, our plans for a major investment in public transport, building a network of, of park and ride sites. You know how the, the moment people drive to the park and ride, well, they don't at the moment, but they drive to the park and ride and then they get the bus into town. Well, imagine if those park and ride sites were outside every major town in Norfolk. So you could drive just for the first two miles and not the first 10, get on a bus to, Nor to Norwich or get on a bus to another market town um, just by taking an existing concept and rolling it out in a more networked, larger scale way. Well, the investment for doing that, that's exactly what the Public Works Loan Board is for. Councils, they can't spend um, on, on revenue services what they don't bring in, but they can make investment decisions in infrastructure. And that's the sort of investment in infrastructure, investing in public transport that serves everyone that we want to see. And now is a very good time to be doing that. Money is cheap. Uh, and the, the, the potential to, 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 again, with public transport, make a massive difference to the climate crisis, whilst also saving people in Norfolk time and money um, is, is a win-win situation. Stefan Akaron, thank you for joining us this morning. He heads the Liberal Democrats on Norfolk County Council. Tomorrow, at this time, we're going to be talking to Andrew Boswell, uh, representing the Green Party. Then on Thursday and Friday mornings, at the same time, you can hear from the Conservatives and Labour with their views on the direction that Norfolk should head in after the local elections on the 6th of May. Here's Kayleigh with your travel news. Thanks, Chris. It's quite a busy morning.